evening, ladies and gentlemen. Are you ready for some laughs? Are you? Strippers area. This is Anything Goes with Darren Frost. How the fuck am I funny? And Dave Martin. What have we got here? A fucking comedian. Can you dig it? All right. Welcome to the show. We are Darren Frost free this week. This is the week of August 15th, 2012. I am Dave Martin, and beside me is the lovely and hilarious uh, Christina Walkinshaw. Oh, hello, I'm here, and Darren's not here, so that means I guess I actually get to talk this week. Oh, you always <laughs> get to, to talk. talk. But I mean, but I Darren and I are two microphone pit bulls, and we do not uh, give it up easily. And I'm a little kitty in the corner. Meow! <laughs> <laughs> Uh, there's a, been a, a lot going on this week. Uh, you did you haven't you did not have any shows this week, Christina? No, I went to a fraternity reunion party this weekend where I caught up with old sorority sisters and fraternity brother friends. That is, you know what? Did you go to a sorority? Were you? I was in a sorority. Yeah. yeah, and it was super fun. And it's not all drinking well, and games. There's also we did philanthropy. We raised money for things that I don't well, like a, Was there like a, a, a liquor cabinet or a boost fund? What did you raise money for? I don't know. For extra blizzards at DQ that weekend? I don't know. Well, but it was now, cute. I ran into like this guy that I, I dated like 12 years ago, right? And he was so sweet. He's like, I, you know, I have the like, nicest memory of you. I remember when you worked at Boston Pizza and you used to like bring me home dry ribs every night. And I was like, my memories of him are totally different because I just remember him having a big penis, you know? <laughs> Well, that's that's it's acceptable that you remember him for that, but uh, is that a testament? And he remembers to, me for my dry ribs. I don't know. I'm and but and figuratively for your dry or the dry ribs you would bring home from Boston Pizza. But that, to yeah, me, that's hopefully. a testament to like how dull and boring his life might have been since the, he has left your side. I know. Did you have a relationship with this man? Yeah, oh, totally. Like, oh, okay. well, a relationship in college is four months. So okay. I think that's we covered that. I think four months. How long is your longest relationship, oh, Dave? Jesus, longest like ever, is like the ever longest you've ever dated the same person. Oh, in a row. the same person. Uh, I'd say just under seven years. Fuck, that's that a is long a time. long time. That's like a, that's most marriages. That's gross. That's why I would. How is it gross? <laughs> I don't know how anybody could stay with the same person for that long and not get bored. Uh, like I okay. figure, even like with a good guy, like I feel like after he slept with me like sixty or seventy times, he'd be bored. That's okay. Not to sound. I know this is going to sound shitty, but uh, near the end, it, it was a matter of uh, <laughs> I love the house more than her, <laughs> and uh, a lot of it I was too lazy to move. Dude, yeah, that, that is, happens. That happens. That People, is, you do get comfortable. They're bored in the house, but they're too lazy to move. Yeah, and we That's had such it. opposite hours that it really felt like we were almost like these weird shift workers where I would just, yeah. like, I would leave at night to go out to do shows or, you know, to just to go to do shows. And it's hard to explain to uh, a, a girlfriend that uh, sometimes even when you're not getting paid to do a show that, like, you're just doing a spot for free <laughs> and then you have to hang out. I'd it's rather like, go spend money, not make any money, than hang out with you anymore. So, well, That's okay, lovely. not so harsh. But, I mean, <laughs> I just... I. And you know what I think a lot of it is uh, I couldn't sit through her TV shows. What did um, she watch? Well, she watched like a lot of like con- like American Idol and contest right. shows and like, you know, a lot of like Gordon Ramsay, you know, right. um, like Food Network kind of shows and shit like that. And I just I couldn't I couldn't take it. And so it was like it was a little bit of like, what, do you want me to be bored at home? No, I think I broke up with your... my last boyfriend because he put too many Frisbees on the wall. And I was like, <laughs> you know, I don't want any more Frisbees on my wall. I have to go. I'm sorry. <laughs> 
That looks like a. Would, would you ever look at your wall, and that's how long you could tell that you were together by the amount of frisbees that were there? Yeah, it was like every year we were together, a new frisbee went on the wall. Oh. I was like, "There's too many frisbees." I understand. That. The frisbees are really cute, but but we're and he gets mad at me that I call them frisbees because I guess they're technically called discs. Anyways, I got in trouble. Well, I think disc uh, golf. Yeah. Now, it's did fine. you? Uh, he was lovely for the record. <laughs> for the record, he was lovely. If he's listening, yeah. They, uh, <laughs> we just had our uh, our Olympics were finished, and uh, we did not come uh, come off very well. Or we're getting our media seems to be getting down on us uh, for the we're amount Canadian. of money. We're known for being a little, I don't know, uh, you know, uh, humble. Humble, yeah, humble is yeah. We're I humble. Did, I did feel weird. Sort we're of. not. I don't know. I think we're. I don't know. We're very honest, though. So, okay, well, maybe we're not number one, but we're okay. We're good. Well, I think it's it's tough to really get angry at a lot of the third world countries that do bring home, like, golds and stuff. Because yeah. I might be standing there, if I was a Canadian athlete, I'd be standing there with my bronze. I'd be proud of it. Uh, and then I would also say, like, hey, uh, you know, the water that comes out of the tap in my house, I can drink it. Oh, and not, I know. And not die. And did you watch the Olympics? With, did you ever sit down and, like, were you hanging out with other comedians yes. as you're watching? And yeah. they're banter while you're watching the Olympics is very non-PC. Let me tell you, oh, I won't course. tell you what comics I was watching some of the running races in with, but like, <laughs> you know, like me and Mon Hagen were standing there watching the TV. We're like, holy fuck, like, how could that guy get any faster? You know, that guy from Jamaica, he was like, you know, running so fast. And then the ex, you know, comedian ex goes, oh no, put a stereo under his arm, you know. Uh, was that me? Shit. Did I say that? <laughs> I think that must, might have been me. I might have said that. I wasn't going to say any names, but it's just oh, very well, interesting you, when you're watching the, uh, you know, you anything with comedians. They always need their little, well, they need to get a joke in, even if we're trying to like, just be mesmerized by somebody's, you know, <laughs> talent. Well, and we can't even we be memorized by their talent. We have to make fun of them somehow. Uh, well, because we're all... Uh, is it? Did you want to be a rock star? Most comedians want to be musicians or something other than comics. And we're just like, oh, fuck, I'm only funny. I'm just going to do this. No, I used to always want to be a real estate agent when I was a kid. Well, you already have a headshot. <laughs> that seems to be the one requirement for every real estate it's agent. True. Is a I used headshot. to play this game that was like a knockoff on the game of life called Go For It. Right. And whenever I was a real estate agent, I always won. So I thought that was my That's calling. That's what you should do. I should be a real estate agent. I'm going to sell houses for a living. You well, know? Then, I I sh- then I should be a competitive drinker then. The, um, <laughs> I'll, no, I just, I'll take you down. Well, okay. That. Well, I won't. <laughs> I, I only go against other men. Did you, were you upset? <laughs> what did you think of the closing ceremonies? Um, I love the Spice Girls. Uh, so obviously I was pretty excited. Guess which Spice Girl was my favorite? Uh, scary. No. <laughs> and I don't mean that in a racist sort of way of just like, I, whenever Kenny Robinson has his uh, all Nubian shows and someone asks me if I've ever been, I'm like, well, I went once when it was the club was up at Young and Eglinton, but I haven't been since. That I always feel like, oh, I, I'm somehow racist because I haven't gone to that show, but <laughs> I just haven't gone. No, uh, I haven't gone either. But I, I have nothing against Scary Spice. I support her. But who do you really think was my favorite? Um, baby Spice. No! <laughs> of all the cliches, I, it was, it's Ginger. Ginger oh, Spice. Oh, Ginger was my favorite Spice oh, was Girl. It? Oh, yeah. Favorite for different She's my reasons. Favorite. I sure. bought all of the Spice Girl dolls. Well, actually, I just bought all the Jerry's. I bought all the Gingers. I bought four of them on my Zeller's card. I'm not sure if I ever paid them off. But uh, yeah, yeah, I bought four Gingers. I, that was, she was my favorite. I had a Union Jack tank top. I, I I saw a Spice Girl cover band. I went to the reunion too. You saw a there. Spice Girl cover band? Yeah, in London, like uh, ten years ago. Oh, that's not that's not out, that outrageous. But uh, I thought, uh, you know what, I would love to see. I would love to see a buddy cop movie with uh, Michael Phelps and Usain Bolt. 
Wouldn't that be great? <laughs> they can even each have their own little skill that they could do. Like, you know, they're uh, running, they're trying to catch a criminal, and then he jumps in the water, yeah. and then, you know, then the Usain Bolt's there, <laughs> and then Michael Phelps comes, catches up with him and goes, hey, I got this one. And then he jumps in the water, and then we say Wouldn't be surprised. He's like, well, I'm a celebrity now. I guess I should be in a movie, right? Yeah. It, it wouldn't happen. be hard. How hard is acting, really? It's not hard. No. I mean, it is hard. I fucking can't act. I, I spent 12 years being a comedian just trying to learn how to be myself. <laughs> yeah, but you see, I think you want to be an actor, though. What? And no, I don't, no, I no, don't. not that you, but you would like to act. I feel like I'd like to be a writer. I'd right. rather like put words in people's mouths than have to say things that other people wrote for me. I feel like I'd be, I would be, I wouldn't be believable. I know well, me. I'm but, too honest. <laughs> I don't think honesty has it. I'm just, I, think I would never fall in love with this guy. Come on, rewrite this. <laughs> well, you'd, you'd break the scene halfway through it of just like, ah, fuck this guy. He wouldn't be Probably. with me. Uh, I do want to say uh, one thing that was in the news that uh, country music somehow got a whole lot cooler. Uh, Randy Travis got pulled over uh, for a DUI, and I believe he was, uh, yeah, he was naked while they pulled him over, too, which is amazing to me. That's super creepy. One time when I was working at McDonald's as a teenager, some guy came through drive-thru totally naked and I saw his ding dong and it was like 15 so I called it a ding dong and it was like terrified like I had to ask did you call it to him did you say that to him no that... he's like oh my god and he had him play a fish because that's what he ordered and then that's not a joke but is that weird that a naked man would no actually I've, I've heard that who before who drives naked other well, than Randy Travis and this guy who came through my drive through a lot of people drive naked but the, I love the fact that he do you drive he naked got, no I've never driven naked I wouldn't I don't I purposely fuck you're driving me to the Avro tonight you better I'm not, not it's not gonna be naked I I uh, I do not do anything naked. Uh, well, I know I do do things naked, but I wear a <laughs> boxer short. I wear boxer shorts because okay. I always feel like I feel people who can go to sleep in the nude are very brave because I'm always like, oh, man, what if oh, something happens? I sleep happened? naked. There's no way I'm adding extra laundry to my laundry so collection. So if a fire alarm goes off, then you're okay with, like, you're, if a fire alarm goes off, you're okay with, like, grabbing something? And I know my neighbors. Out? They're not idiots. They're not going to leave the stove on before bed. Right, Jen? No, you wouldn't do that to me, right? <laughs> no, I just, I don't know. I, I have to be prepared. And <laughs> prepared I, I, for a fire alarm. Well, prepared to just run out of my house immediately. <laughs> I, I was like, and no. you can't stand out of your uh, outside of your house in briefs that is just that is fucked up and weird <laughs> but you can take out the garbage and you know stand on the corner if your house is on fire in have you shorts. ever have you ever had a fire alarm go off in the middle of the night um yes oh, but it really? was a false alarm but i have i have i've gone out to the corner of my street to leave the garbage there in my boxer <laughs> so that's I, i've already i've already accomplished that but i, I think that's pretty you. i think that's pretty cool that randy travis uh, got pulled over naked you naked. like my purse when i came in today yeah it's dave a, martin likes it's, my purse everybody well, what i liked about it was it looked remarkably vintage but uh it uh is not it's like four years old i got it at the bay I was telling you, there's, um, I like this bag is sentimental to me. I got out of a really tragic relationship with this guy who was like really mean to me. He was very douchey, right? And uh, and, and then I went to Barry with Pete Zedlacher and Brian Hat, and I was like, well, you know, I, I I just broke up with this guy, and he was really mean to me, so I decided to treat myself to this overpriced handbag. And I'm not one of those girls who spends a lot of money on any sort of clothing or purse or shoe or anything. Right. That bag was $100. And for me, that's Holy shit. I know. Oh, I know. It looks like crap now. But I remember being in the car with those boys and then like Pete was like, oh, he's like, and that handbag's good because that handbag's never going to hurt you. That handbag's never going to break your heart. No. And then... Brian Hat was in the back seat. He's like, you know what? Don't be so sure about that. And then Pete's like, you know what? You're right. I, I spoke too soon. He's like, I had this one, I had this one wallet, and he wasn't really nice to me. And then Brian Hat's in the back seat, and he goes, I got ra- raped by a briefcase. It's <laughs> 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 like so cute. Anyways, that bag never raped me. He was, that bag's been really nice to me. Good. 
It does. It looks like it. it you took it to a place to um, become more vintage. Like no, you I, gave it to some people and like said, "Hey, can you make it look like it's been owned by four other people?" Yeah, and it's flaking too. So don't, I know it makes flaking. It's it, like the leather is like coming apart. But whatever, it's yellow. That's cute, right? You like yellow, right? Oh, I love yellow. Yellow is the XM colors on our microphone. The uh, yeah, but don't don't take it to a crime scene because it's gonna flake off, and, and now you're publicizing bags, your bag. My bag's DNA is gonna be everywhere. Uh, we have a uh, uh, as much as I love to talk about our bags. Uh, <laughs> I got more about your bags. Uh, it's uh, uh, it's not in good great shape. <laughs> the uh, on the show today, our guest is uh, who I someone who I was. Uh, uh, so I went to a shows in Kitchener this weekend, and the guy that I was going up there with, uh, he referred to uh, Christoph Davidson as uh, international comedian. Uh, and we will bring that up with him. And uh, Christoph Davidson is our uh, guest today on the show. We are going to go for a quick break, and when we come back, our guest will be Christoph Davidson. Yay! Even when you're a star, a punch in the head is still a punch in the head. This is Anything Goes with Darren Frost and Dave Martin. Hey, this is Matt Billen. You're listening to Anything Goes with Darren Frost and Dave Martin on Lap Attack on Sirius XM. Putting the word rap in rape. This is Anything Goes with Darren Frost and Dave Martin. All right, we are back from the break, and uh, this is Anything Goes uh, Minus Darren Frost this week. I'm Dave Martin. Uh, this is the week of August 15th, 2012. In the studio I have before me, uh, Christina Walkinshaw. Hello. And we just we just got our guest in here, um, Christoph Davidson, and I was... Uh, Hi def- there. I, hey how guys. are you, Chris? Hi, Christoph. Hello. Thanks for coming. Thank you for having me. No, uh, I was defending myself because uh, in the first segment, uh, Christina brought up the Spice Girls reunion at the closing ceremony of the Olympics. Yeah. And we asked what my, I asked her to guess my Spice Girl, (laughs) which is Ginger. Yeah. She threw out Scary Spice. (laughs) I heard that. And then I was very defensive. But I was shocked because you didn't guess Ginger. I believe you were like, no, she's black. And everyone was like, no, Dave. Give that woman away from me. (laughs) She's a black woman. I wouldn't, uh, my upper crust uh, character I just got into. But what's, I but, felt weird. But, the, it, but it, was, it was great, though, because then at the end, when you were like, then you were just like, no, I support her. <laughs> and and I'm really curious, like, what have you done, Dave, to support Scary Spice? Officially? Have you I haven't done actually. Well, what have club? you done? I, did you, did well, you buy her solo album? Like, yeah. Did you do that duet with Missy Elliott? Did you buy that, Dave? I know, I, I did, did, I Dave. Did, I bought that. Did you? Take, did you? I take support part in the Twitter Scary storm Spice. to get her, you know, money from Eddie Murphy? Like, what have you done? Did you vote for her on Dancing with the Stars, Dave? How have you supported Scary Spice? Okay. Are you attacking me? This is <laughs> this is we're, we're putting you to test. No, I'm gonna pull a Ron Vaudry and walk the fuck out of here because you are both ganging up on me. Uh-huh. You're painting me shades of racism because I did not do anything for uh, Scary Spice. I, uh, but I, I'm not against her. Let me just say that I'm not against her. I All do right. support her, well, not directly, but um, as long as we got to the truth, that's what comedians do. Man. Christoph, more importantly, who is your favorite Spice Girl? Uh, sporty. Cute. Yeah, for sure. Did Sporty ever come out as being a lesbian? I don't even know if that's true or not. No, I have actually. I bought one of her recent uh, solo songs. Oh, well, so now you support lesbians because... (laughs) Dave's uh, your friend, uh, Sion, right? Right. Yeah, she uh, is really uh, agrees with uh, Christina on all her... uh, Loves Spice Girls, loves uh, 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 Baby specifically. She's a big fan. 
I know. I like Baby Spice. I like Sporty Spice, too. And I do have her solo. But uh, baby, I don't know. Baby Spice. Then it starts sounding like things that you cook with. Yeah. <laughs> just add a, add a pinch of Baby Spice. <laughs> do they not have the, like, the Spice Girls Spice Rack? That'd be great. Like, oh, my so God. Cute. Well, Spice Girls Spice Rack is going. That's taking my mind in different directions. Right. But yes, of course. Of course. Of course. But then I'm a, fin- I'm a ginger fan, so. I'm determined to drag out this entire interview with Spice Girl Talk. We're all going to just, that, right? I'm, I'm just completely with it. fuck over <laughs> everything that Christoph wants. Wanted to plug while he was on our show. Oh, so little. I have, I have great, uh, Christoph. You have, and I have anyone... been on the road before, and yeah. I will, uh, if I can bring up this story because Tell I think it's story. very. I love telling like good road stories, you know. And uh, once in a while, a good road story comes along, and you can't plan that. But we were driving back from Montreal. This is how many years ago? You, uh, Claire Brasso, and myself. Yeah, about three years ago, I'd say, or three something. Three years ago. Okay, I'm in the back seat. Christoph's in shotgun. Claire's driving. All of a sudden, and I. I, I don't I don't foresee any drama coming in this car ride. <laughs> Christoph goes, pull over, pull over. My joke book just flew out the window. Yeah. And I'm like, how does somebody's joke book just fly out the window, right? Yeah. So he's like, pull. I'm like, oh, no, like it's not safe. You can't just like run onto the 401. We can't just pull over. And then you're like, pull over. So we pull over. And he's like, I got to get this joke book. I'm like, no, you can... You, you can have another joke book. Or is that like... <laughs> it won't have the same <laughs> this stuff This is how attached... It. Comedians are to their joke book. Like we had to pull over in the four hundred one, and of course I asked you, and I was like, um, "Why? Why did your? How did your joke book just go flying out the window?" Because well, we were, uh, I was rolling something on it, and it had all the little <laughs> debris. So I was finished rolling, and there was just a little bit enough left just to like. And I, so I tried to use a, a hundred and twenty kilometer <laughs> per hour wind, and instead of just taking the uh, little uh, flakes of uh, green, it took the book as well. <laughs> it took the whole book, so and we... off it went. So you're disposing so... of your leftover marijuana. Yeah. Out Leftover uh, marijuana and a joke book on the 401. So anyway, so we pull over and he jumps out of the car and he's like waiting for his moment to like jump onto the 401 and get his notebook back. And, and, and then what woo! happens? Then a cop car pulls up. Of course. Because <laughs> yeah. when the cop sees three comedians on the side of a highway. Well, that was me like suspicious. back. I still like sometimes wear a sweatband, but I think I had it on then too. So it's like long hair sweatband, bearded guy <laughs> with like Adidas track pants, like holding them up because they weren't fitting properly because I hadn't tied them. Because I was comfortable in the car, but a few minutes before, and then just holding my pants up, running down the. It's like, is this yours? I'm like, yes. He's like, why did you? And I'm like, ah, because I didn't tell him why. But, uh, but you the cop just, was nice. The cop like ran onto the 401 for Christoph. And yeah, he got, got the, it for me. Oh, he, he got, got the it? joke book. Oh, yeah. and there was no pot left still it, in it. It was not sticky. It wasn't sticky icky, so there was nothing on it. Thank God. <laughs> but that would be. I guess you could say to the cop. It would have been someone, obvious. Someone put my someone put their marijuana in my joke book, and I had to get it out. I was like, "This is illegal, officer. Let's get it out the window." I if he had terrified. followed us a little further and saw us pull over the fifth wheel, he would have been suspicious. Yeah. <laughs> like, or if he like read one of the jokes. Why did they all need like... patty melts ten kilometers later? <laughs> <Yeah>. Like, <laughs> or reads the joke about like smoking <laughs> weed is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> there was a. I was on tour with Dana Alexander once, and she left her joke book in the venue that we were at. It was in Cranbrook. <laughs> And uh, I can't remember if I said this on the show, but we then she was like, oh, my God, I left my joke book in the in the bar last night. And because the bar was in the hotel that we stayed in, yeah. uh, some of the staff found uh, her joke book and and she was just like, oh, my God, I hope they didn't look in it because like her set list is basically like big dick, big black dick, hairy pussy. <laughs> and it just sounded like the weirdest things to do list of the like or like an itemized collection list. Like, <laughs> and some are crossed out because she's told the joke. But I think just, she's already got they, those. Yeah, they think she's 
she has them in a satchel already. <laughs> yeah, shave pussy, cum shot in the eye. All yeah. these things have just... Now, are you... Like, I freak out whenever I lose a joke book. Oh, I like, for sure. I, I, haven't, I haven't lost one uh, in a long time, but, uh, I mean, my old joke is if you see someone else bombing around town, that's probably my book. So. <laughs> but if you, but you lost that joke in, yeah, a, in that old joke. I book. wrote that joke down in the book, and now I can't. I bet, that's the only joke I remember from that book. But do you, like, are you always worried, like, if I write a joke down on a piece of paper and then I lose the paper, I'm like, oh, man, I'm never going to remember that. Yeah, if I write it down, then usually it's in my brain. Right. But it's uh, but a lot of times there's something that's really good. Often uh, after smoking, that it uh, then I then it's gone. Like if I don't if I don't write it down then and there, then it's it's pretty much lost forever. Do you find that the 90%. joke book is kind of dying down a little bit? Because now I feel like I do it, and I see a lot of other comics doing it. But I feel like everybody's writing everything in their iPhone now. Yeah. So it's like there is always this image of a comedian in the back of the room who looks like they're on their phone, but we're really not. We're really like we're using our notes section of our phone to write jokes down the same way we would. A notebook. Because I feel like I'm not using note like joke books. I've seen as much most anymore. comics. Yeah, are doing. I kind of miss now. it. I like writing. I don't know if I'll, excuse me. I don't know if I'll remember as much. Like if I if you're I typing think, it in like that. Yeah, if I'm typing it in a phone, I don't think it's. Uh, I think I remember it more if I write it down physically. Yeah. Oh. De- oh. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. That's the way you kind of learn something is by writing. Well, how down. do you write any differently on a notebook than you? Like I feel like I write word for word in my notes section. What I would write down on paper. It's no? just faster, though. Like it's, it, it's somehow faster. I think just somehow your hand going through the motion, that yeah. there's this more of a hand-brain uh, coordination, no, not coordination, but just there's a hand-to-brain activity that you somehow, I, I think it somehow it gets into my brain a little bit. Sure. Faster. Yeah, yeah, like a muscle, like a, your your hand remembers when it makes that shape. Right. That it's like what word it's forming. Unless you sketch <laughs> out all your jokes, like, you know, if you have a sketch <laughs> of a penis or a bomb or something like that. The... Uh, <laughs> I don't know what the what those I two jokes. Sc- I sculpt been, but... all my jokes in clay. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have like a tablet, or you don't. You just, no, you I know, have an you, entire room of, of etchings, a and... warehouse. <laughs> and man, when I lose one of my joke sculptures, <laughs> fuck, am I ever? Or if they break, I'm so frustrated. <laughs> so upset. <laughs> you have to get back your chisel, and you have to start carving your oh, jokes out it's again. The worst. The um, now I was uh, now what do you think is actually more rude to do you find do you think it's rude to a crowd if you're reading off of a piece of paper or your phone? What do you um, think crowds are more? Willing it depends to on the room. There's some rooms that they love that they feel like they're part of an experience where you're working on material, but it has to be like I feel like real comedy lovers kind of appreciate a notebook on the stage because you know you're really working on new stuff. But I think on a pro show it looks to- totally unprofessional and you shouldn't do it, right? If yeah. you're if you're doing like if, if you're, you're at a reading club. off if you're, of you're a, a cl- if you're at a club and it's a paid show. I mean, once you're if you're really famous and don't care, then there's a whole there's other levels. Right. I think like if you're a <laughs> massive act, too. then no matter where you are, you could be doing a gala just for laughs, and yeah. people are like, oh, cool, they're working like stuff out here. But that's you know that'll be Chris Rock or like I mean. Um, Mitch Hedberg always had a notebook right. on stage, but that's, you know, I think some people get away with it, but I mean, until you are one of those people that unarguably might be a bit, a bit iconic, then, then yeah, it's, it's, I think it's pretty, it, does, it doesn't look good. Well, no, it's like, I, I mean, Janine Garofalo was famous for that. I mean, Richard Lewis yeah. comes out with a, a huge amount of... Oh, I should turn a, my phone on silent one. That's okay. I'm on the show. Oops. Have you ever had your phone go off on stage? Wow, that's... That's, uh, that's like has a, that ever that's happened? like the notebook version of a radio show. I know, right there. <laughs> oh my like, god, my phone just went off. Everyone I just feels like, so disconnected. Oh, party foul. The, <laughs> no, has, I don't think my phone's ever gone off 
Uh, on no, I feel, well, I feel like when I go to a comedy club, I really like. I always remember to turn it on silent. There was a comic that was. Uh, I, I did the Kitchener Club this weekend, and I drove a comic up there to do a guest set. Uh, he's actually written a, a story about the uh, the show we do here at XM before, um, Taylor Irwin, and uh, and he had a, a piece of paper up on stage with him, and I kind of like took him aside after the show, and I just said, "Listen, you know, if, if you can't remember a, a seven minute set." At a club, then that's uh, you should just you should be able to remember seven minutes if you're doing a yeah. guest set somewhere. I mean, if you're doing a set, you know, on like a, a Wednesday or a Thursday at a club where it's kind of sort of known that you're going to be working shit out. Yeah. Okay, bring up a piece of paper, but then hold it in your hand and make it obvious because I think crowds are sort of like, listen, we know you're looking at a piece of paper. Don't don't uh, fucking try to hide it from That's us. That's true. I don't know about you guys, but the first time I ever did comedy, like I recited that five minutes over and over again to the point where I would never need that piece of paper. Like I knew exactly what I was going to do. Too too much to a fault, actually, because it was probably sounded so rehearsed. But it was my first time ever doing stand up. So of I course know. I like. I'm, I miss that I don't work that hard at it. <laughs> I know it's true. You don't work as hard as you ever did. Like the before the first time you went up. Yeah. Where you're just that's yeah like a lot of things I guess. There was, yeah. a, there was a weird question he asked me on the way home. We were just talking about uh, doing comedy on the road and stuff, and uh, he didn't go into much detail about this question, but but he was sort of like, hey, what, what about girls on the road? Like, if a comic asked you that, what would you, the first thing you'd what about girls on, <laughs> what about girls on the road? Well, they're not like your regular city girls. <laughs> first off, they're homeless because they're standing on the side of the road. Um, road, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I don't think I've... What would you tell a young comic? Like, yeah. Uh, well, I'll tell you. Okay, this is what I told him. It seems I said, like he's he just said asking that. If you get action, that's what. Well, he was I'm... asking about like you know like picking up girls on the road right. and like and like flirting with girls and girls that are at comedy shows and uh, basically and I basically just sort of said, well, I, first of all, I said to him, uh, don't flirt with girls on the road because often girls like to get their boyfriends jealous by flirting with the comedian, and sometimes boyfriends like to show their girlfriends how much they love them. By trying to punch a comedian in the face. Yeah. Well, you beat up a clown and then they go home and fuck. And they actually do it every weekend. Yeah. Every time. Yeah. And the comics don't pass that information on of don't yeah. flirt with this girl because her boyfriend's going to kick your ass. Christoph, yeah. do you pick up on the road? Do I pick up on the road? Yeah. I'll, I'll, no. Uh, uh, I, you know what? I never I never really did. I, I, like, I mean, I've had a girlfriend now for a good little while. But even like when I was single... I, I think I've hooked up with like a waitress here or there. I always hook up with like waitress, which is what you're not like. I mean, if you want to tell that kid anything, I it's feel like, don't like that's hook up with pretty trite for nope. your guy comics to pick up the waitresses. That's why who is they that end trite? up picking up. Well, that's who. No, I'm just saying for all the stories I think about, um, like guy comics picking up on the road. It's, it's never somebody in the crowd. It's always one of the waitresses. Yeah, there's like, always. But I. But which I, is interesting because I feel like they're. I don't know. I don't know. Well, it's, there's, there's, kind of, there's, simil- there's even, similarities to uh, you know just being a comic and being like a like a server because you have to put on sort of a, a happy exterior whether you want to serve people or not or do show do a show or not yeah right and they probably like comedy so they're, they're already going to be like talking about stuff that you'd know that's I, true they probably have more in common in montreal with you like than... montreal's got two comedy clubs the comedy works and the comedy nest for like the last well good what five years when i um, was in montreal for 10 but like my two long-term girlfriends there were uh one uh, was a bartender at the Comedy Works, and then the one after that was a bartender at the Comedy Nest. Like, <laughs> oh, that's interesting. Like, I, that's yeah. really interesting. So I think I, even Dane Cook like dated the one of the waitresses at the Laugh Factory for years. Well, yeah. I don't know. I always find that like sometimes uh-huh. hanging out with audience members, they they sort of expect you to be the same person on stage as, as off stage. 
Or you know, you know what I mean? They yeah. want you to be on. They're, they still say, oh, well, you're a lot more funny when you're on stage. Yeah. I was just like, well, fuck, I'm working. And I just, well, for the most part, it, yeah. yeah, I just usually end up going back to my hotel room. <laughs> well, because you're, yeah, because they <laughs> see like a pop exaggerated the window and... 45 minute version of yourself that you've been working on for seven years, like, or for however <laughs> long. Like, and then, yeah, then you get off and. You haven't prepared as much for the the rest of the <laughs> evening. Yeah, you haven't you haven't prepared to be at do a set for whoever you're hanging out with that night. You're like, yeah. well, uh, if you want to go hang out with that guy on stage, that he's not going to be around, you know, for the way that you w- just saw. Him. It's not like being a musician. It's definitely not where you could just they just seem to have people follow them. Do do girl do female comics ever ask you about like if a, if a new female comic would come up to you, Christine, and say? Hey, what about guys on the road? You just would be like, get some pepper spray and stay away from them? <laughs> uh, yeah, no girl comics ever come up to me, but like, so do you get a lot of action on the road? I have picked up on the road, like just recently, but we know how that ends. Yeah, well. Uh, but it's not good, but it's sweet. Like sometimes you get like a guy who like buy, I do get, I, I get drinks bought for me a lot. Uh-huh. But I wouldn't say that I get a lot of like real pickups because I feel like most people that are at comedy clubs, um, they're usually on a date, right? right? So that would be very tasteless but you, for somebody. You that, have you've had, you have had some road hookups. Um, then, yeah, yeah. And then That's, you bring them back to your hotel uh, room and, and serve them dry ribs. <laughs> <laughs> no, I picked up on the road in Ottawa recently, and it ended up so tragic. Oh, did you have to go back tragic. to the condo? What did you go that? back to the Ottawa condo? Oh, no. I did that one once. Oh, my God. I never thought this story. Okay, so the other guy I was thinking of in my brain when this conversation came up is a different guy because actually I didn't sleep with that guy right away. I went, whatever. Anyways, we just, like, texted for a long time. Anyways, Ooh. but I did actually bring a guy back to the condo in Ottawa, but I was too embarrassed to tell the other comics that he was a one-night stand, so I lied and said he was my friend in town from Kingston, <laughs> and he didn't have a place to crash tonight. And then, and then, like, and so, then, so now I, he'll, yeah, he doesn't so have a place gonna, to stay, so he'll be using my vagina. <laughs> <laughs> totally. He yeah. just needed, he just needed a warm place to put his things for the night. <laughs> yeah. But I was like, I think I thought about it, and I was like, okay, is this like bad if I do this? But then I think about it, and like a lot of the times when we're on the road, like guy comics will bring their girlfriends, and they like stay. Sure, I didn't even know if this guy was trustworthy or if he was gonna steal our stuff, but he did buy me a quesadilla and a Corona, so he seemed quite trustworthy to me. (laughs) How could he? Yeah, that's all. But he bought me Coronas, and you know, paid for guacamole, which is not cheap. Anyways, uh, so I trust him. Can't do that. It's physically impossible. Yeah, I know. Yeah, most 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 people that want to like uh, you know kidnap you or something like that, they're not gonna throw that. Two extra two dollars down. No, they're more. They're more of a, sli- so I, I more of a slice to- of pizza kind of guy. <laughs> yeah. So I just took him back to the condo in Ottawa. But well, he was I- fine. He was nice. He still texts, and he's like, "When are you coming back?" So hey. I well, couldn't have. Uh, nobody could. Uh, that's a was- no strings attached sort of thing. That's kind of nice in some. Some apartments. I think so too. I think sometimes the no strings attached thing is uh, it's good. I, well, and I also the fi- the idea that you're bringing him back to the condo is that you know other people will be there. So if things go poorly, exactly. you just have to run out in the hallway and go, "Holy shit, who the fuck are you?" I know. I would be like, "Hey." <laughs> they're they're going to get all confused and be like, "Oh, wicked! I knew Christina was going to throw a threesome in this shit." Be like, "There's a guy in there." And they're like, "Great! I've been waiting. I've been masturbating to you the last two nights. Now I get to." This finally- is my other boyfriend, Rodney Ramsey, and he didn't take care. Of yeah. Oh, Forget yeah. who I was with that weekend. I feel like it was Rodney and somebody. Oh, he would have, yeah, he would have thrown down. <laughs> he would have protected right? you. Yeah, Rodney's because like my, my he's first the best comedy buddy. Yeah. I just remember that weekend because we were watching that. So uh, if Rodney's gonna, I, so I have to, so there has to be some sexual thing between that Rodney has to be involved in for him to come to my protection. 
It sounded what? like he was that he would throw down. When you said throw down, oh, did you mean in a protecting he, way, or he I would meant, jump in? I, on I feel like we're both. Oh, he would, he would, he will, he will. Yeah, he'll do either. I think he will think fuck, you. fuck you and defend your honor. Yes, I just remember certainly. that weekend because it was that weekend that that um, you know the bedroom intruder viral video was like really popular. So all weekend we were watching that. Like you know, hide your kids, hide your wife. So that's why I feel like it was Rodney was there that weekend yeah. where I brought home that guy. Because you and were then mysteriously what? drifted Wait. off to the bedroom. But oh, this is my friend from Kingston. I don't even know his last name. In fact, Wait, I hold still on. Don't so you think you were with Rodney Ramsey because you were watching a YouTube video that had black people in it? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, that weekend, me and Rodney watched that video like over and over again. And we were obsessed with my it. God. And we were singing it all weekend long. That's how I remember it was him in the condo that weekend. Like, he would have been the one that would have had to like oh, sure, stick sure. up for me if that just, guy just, had just say, if that guy had been creepy. I would have been. That's whose door I would have been knocking on. All <laughs> right. Well, in order to not sound racist, just say I support Rodney Ramsey. <laughs> I, I bet support his Rodney Ramsey. There we go. I, I bet his like favorite Dave Martin supports <laughs> Scary Spice. I bet, I bet uh, Rodney Ramsey's favorite Spice Girl might not even be Scary Spice. <laughs> That's quite possible. Oh my God! I, I'm just right saying, now. Rodney. No. Rodney, who is your favorite Spice Girl? Uh, uh, no, what you were talking I'll about? Text him. Okay, you text him now. <laughs> okay. We'll see if we get just that ask back. him who is your favorite Spice Girl. Yeah, asking Tell me, for a friend. You talked about the working at the Comedy Works before, yeah. well, before we came into the yep. studio. I read this online. You used to clean the Comedy Club. Yeah, this is like the go-to. It's funny. This is like the go-to question when I've done interviews. But uh, it's it's a thing with the Comedy Works and. Uh, oh great! I, so now I'm a hack interviewer. No, no. hack. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, <laughs> I support hack interview. No, <laughs> no but it was um, they uh, the comedy works when you when you start there you start doing mics and then when they notice you, um, I can't remember who was doing it before me. I think it was about Quasi Thomas. Once they notice you, they um, they're like, oh, this guy's kind of funny. Like they're starting out, they're all right. So they give you the option, like the opportunity. They 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 refer to it as a. Uh, as uh, mopping uh, the floor, like every Saturday, you go in and you like mop the floors, vacuum the carpets, fill the beer fridges, and then you get a guaranteed Monday night spot. Uh, like so, you get like unlimited open mic spots, which is pretty invaluable uh, in Montreal. So yeah, but I had to, but I clean the uh, clean the bathrooms and the and the floors of the comedy. Wow, works. yeah, that's fascinating. And you've done Edinburgh too, right? That's another thing I wanted to bring up. Yeah, yeah, I did Edinburgh last year. Um, it's amazing. It's it's really the you can do the most time there than you could in any other uh, position. I think like, but it's cost a lot of money, right? Um, I didn't. It didn't cost me too much. Like people, some people are. Yeah, if you do like the if you pay two thousand for the PR guy, if you pay another, I mean, you could pay for like a producer and and try to and do one of the really big venues. Like there's there's about there's four major venues where like. People really, you know, it's it's esteemed and it's in a central area. Um, then it's going to cost you ten thousand or five fifteen thousand or something. But I went up with uh, my friend Deanne Smith, who was doing that. She was getting produced already because uh, she found a lot, of, quite a lot of success uh, already in Australia, and she was getting brought to Edinburgh. But we uh, we split a flat, and um, I went um, and did the Free Festival, which is going on at the same time. It's it, it is officially part of the Fringe, and it's seen less and less as like a uh, it, there's not much of a stigma attached as far as unprofessional because uh, two years back a guy, uh, um, I think his name's Nassim Azrala, I can't remember exactly, but he, uh, really funny dude, um, won an award at, at the Edinburgh. Oh, the, Par- no, the Perrier or? Uh... No, he won like the best newcomer, I think. Okay. But but he he was doing the free festival. So like you do free festivals, like 40 pounds and you find a venue and it's, they're not like, you know, they're usually in bars and stuff, but some of them are really great. You get a good time. And so, 
Uh, you, you pay, but it's free, so you hand out like you know you say you're like ah free comedy show, and then you just pass a hat afterwards, which was good. Like I would, I mean, the weekends I made over a hundred pounds a show. And, That's nice, that's great. Because um, I know like it's it's a serious investment. We've had like Canadians that go over there, but you really have to put in years to start yeah. selling out places like a Jim Jeffries does now. Yeah, but and, I mean, but even guys like we said this before, like um Mark Maron, like big Can- uh, American names come over, and and you're playing to twelve people, so. Totally. I mean, and it's not not like it's that simple. You do have to save up some cash, but um, I mean, and actually, it's horrible. There's enough people there, so no one else should do it. It's, uh, <laughs> we've had enough. Yeah, it's, it's like Sweet Home Alabama. It's been on the radio long enough. Yeah. You don't need to hear it again. Yeah. Comics will have to build a, something else uh, out of Edinburgh to uh, to go and perform. But uh, but no, honestly, yeah. If if, if, you, if someone wants to do it, they it, it's not that much. I mean, you just have to save up a bit of money, but. Um, we don't really have much expenses to begin with, so it's a uh, you know it's it's a really it's a good way to it's a good intro to to London as well, like okay. to, to the rest of the UK. Now uh, we gotta go. We uh, gotta go. We're gonna come back and uh, we're gonna listen to a little bit of the uh, the unaired portion of uh, Kathleen McGee and Dave Foley's interview uh, that she recorded uh, a couple months back in Edmonton, and then we're gonna talk about it. It's all uh, surrounding uh, threesomes. Oh yeah, so Everyone loves the word threesome and surrounding together. So uh, we're gonna go to a commercial and. When we come back, uh, the Dave Foley and Kathleen McGee interview. Get ready to try and shower the filth off. This is Anything Goes with Darren Frost and Dave Martin. Hi, this is Scott Thompson. You're listening to Anything Goes on Sirius XM, the home of Dave Martin and the miraculous ginger beard and the invisible Darren Frost. Get those letter-writing pens ready. We're back. This is Anything Goes with Darren Frost and Dave Martin. All right. There we go. We're back from the break. That sounded so genuine. Uh, we are back from the break. This is Anything Goes uh, on XM. Uh, the week is uh, August uh, 15th. 15th. And we are here with uh, Christoph Davidson in studio. Hello. And uh, as always, beside me is the lovely Christina Walkinshaw. Hello. And uh, we were talking uh, about your look, and Christina wanted to bring this up. We're going to get into the Dave Foley uh, and Kathleen interview in a second, but we wanted to get... uh, Well, yeah, it was a question brought up by somebody else, because I like to tweet and Facebook things and say, hey, what would you ask Christoph? And, uh, but yeah, and I actually Google a bunch of pictures from you from years ago, and your look has dramatically changed. You used to have short hair and, like, no facial hair, and now you have... You know, a beard and mustache, and you have long hair. Do you see a difference in the people, like in the way people react to you, like just totally. from having a different look? Yeah, absolutely. Um, when it's when it's short uh, and clean cut, it's just more accessible. You can I can get away with more dirty stuff. Do you more, really find that? Yeah, yeah, like I feel like, and I, so I, it doesn't make sense. Like I, I guess I should cut my hair or whatever, but I. I don't know, I just like like having long hair. And I do, I, every few years I'll cut it again and make it short, but it's just nice to switch it up personally. But it, I, it's not a good, like, professional move at all. <laughs> I don't think, like, long hair, like, I mean, it just, you can't do, like, there's a lot of, like, corporate gigs you can't do. Right. Just, if you have, just if you have Really? Long, even corporate gigs are like, hey, get out of here, long hair. Well, it's not so, it's not as explicit as that, but they're just like, there's another guy who's going to look more accessible for the corporate gig, like, for, you know, for doing a show if he if he's just clean cut. Like, yeah. Because you'd have to look that way if you're going to do, you know, unless unless I'd be like if I was a name and they're like, oh, we want that guy, but like, 
I mean, there, there's there's that level. But yeah, I don't know. I find it's easier. Yeah, I think it's easier when I have short hair because then people, it's one less thing people are like thinking about. Like if, if you look a little different, then they're just like, oh, he's, he looks different. And then and then they're not focusing on the joke. Whereas if you just look like an everyman, then, then they just listen to the jokes. Right. I can yeah. see that. Do you I find that? that? Yeah, it's funny because I think it's almost the opposite <laughs> for chicks. Because for me, I like to I like to look gross or like not gross, sorry, <laughs> well, kind of, but I like to look a little unkept and like messy hair and like not trying too hard. And I feel like if I do the opposite, if I do that clean cut look you're talking about, or you find it easier, if I'm that clean cut girl and I'm wearing a pretty dress, and I feel like people aren't listening to me anymore, they're like, oh, what a pretty dress, like what a pretty dress, or she looks pretty, and they're not. Listening. Yeah, no, I can, they're I can looking just... and they're not listening. So for me, I find it's the total opposite. If I'm like in a t-shirt and a hoodie, and I just look kind of. I don't know, like <laughs> my, my look, the look yeah. that I have no, but that's all a, the that, time on stage. But that's I find that's when of, I do better. That's a reflection of your character too. Well, that's it too. Like I'm trying to just, I'm just trying to like write my jokes and then and then look the way I feel like looking. And yeah. I feel like the two will eventually like match up. Totally. I think it's easier to like overanalyze. Like, how do I look when it's like I'm in the first ten year mark? Like, so it's still if I'm worried about that, like I'm worrying about the wrong thing. Yeah. You know. You I, see, when I when I first yeah. met you, I think we probably met before we were out east together with Darren Frost. I'm yeah, sure I'm sure we had. Like it, yeah, like but when I first met you, you had a, uh, a bushier beard, you had longer hair, and you and you looked like a, a tennis player from the late seventies <laughs> because you had that headband head around. Yeah, and immediately I was like, ah, oh, this guy probably picks up a lot of chicks. I don't like him. So, but, <laughs> but no, I, I got <laughs> yeah. over that and I got to know you for the person yeah. that you were. <laughs> the sweatband is that? That's actually really. I don't ever think about that, and I should like the idea of like that when another comic or someone else walking in, or more importantly, an audience member. Right. When you first walk on stage, like there. Are Immediately getting an impression of you, right? Well, so some the Dave Martins of the world are like this guy probably gets a lot of chicks. For <laughs> well, which I don't though. Like that's that's the thing. I'm not. I'm not a, do you guys really like like the... guy comic to guy comic? Do you watch other guy comics walk in a room in a comedy club and are you like, oh, I bet that comic gets a lot of chicks? Do you guys really like have that? Well, I, I mean, that's not the. F- I don't always think that, but I mean, there's. there's <laughs> well, I just don't think that any comic should be stunningly good looking because I always think a comedy. What are you, what are you saying, Dave? Well, no, you do not... guys want me to. Leave the room for a minute. Yeah, just and we'll dim the lights here, and then oh, just geez. just Frank and uh, and CN can watch for, uh, through the glass. So much for that threesome. I'm not even invited anymore. <laughs> well, but but no, but I mean, like, in just the sense, I think uh, most good comedy comes from angst and agony and, and just things not working out. Yeah. And if you're incredibly good looking, it's sort of like. You know, just the idea, of, like, I think if a comic started telling, well, this is going to go into the clip we're going to hear about threesomes, Yeah. but it's like if a comic started talking about threesomes and you almost expect it to how the threesome didn't work out, you know, or something went wrong. Horrible, yeah. Yeah, you don't, like, if a comic was up on stage, you were just like, oh, my wife and I had a threesome last night and uh, with our neighbor and uh, everything worked out great. <laughs> well, just, yeah. Well, no one wants to hear that. Like, right. everyone's got, you, the, like, the way, the worst way to open on stage would be to walk up and be like, so after fucking this beautiful girl last night, I uh, went and uh, paid the last mortgage payment on my beautiful house and uh, drove my Ferrari here. You guys were late? <laughs> it's just like, exactly. everyone's going to be like, uh, get, you know, yeah, go fuck yourself. Like, even, even when a comedian is telling me about a, sh- a show that they did. It's like I don't want to hear a show, uh, a story about a great show. I want to hear a story no, about you. No, you only want to hear horribly. about the shitty shows. Exactly. Now uh, we're going to go on. Uh, we're going to p- listen to a clip of uh, this. Is the last clip of uh, Kathleen and Dave Foley when they were in uh, Edmonton. Um, you can still listen to the entire interview uh, if you go to our iTunes site. But uh, Frank, let's cue that up and we'll listen to that uh, threesome conversation that they have. 
you've got your stand up. Do you have any? Anything um, coming up? I don't know. My cock doesn't have anything booked right now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> there might be a lucky lady in Edmonton. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> Edmonton has lots of very lovely ladies well, who, are, I, who are just prove it, Edmonton. <laughs> prove it. <laughs> I have a giant jacuzzi tub in my room. <laughs> this is, but this is no good. This isn't live. This is, yeah, it's gonna film later. But yeah. I'll make sure I let the, the yeah. people know on stage. Should yeah, I, like, but yeah, jacuzzi party in jacuzzi, your room after the huge, show. It's there's room for three in Shut it. Shut up. There's room. It's, it's like a sort of a shamrock shape. Well, I think Dave Foley is going to have a threesome in Edmonton. I think that'd that's what nice. he's trying to say. That would be nice. That would be nice. You know what, Edmonton? It's about time you could be known for something good. Yeah. Not just the oil patch. And the oilers from the threesomes. 80s. <laughs> be known for threesomes. If you want a threesome, come to Edmonton. Yeah, that should be that would that would bring in tourist tourism. <laughs> yeah. Because I mean, you know, a giant mall, that's all you've got right now. That's all we've got. A giant mall filled with women that could be having threesomes. Yeah, they should really come. They could be giving back to the community, yeah, well, but they're being selfish and staying with one man. Yeah. yeah. I think it's rude. Yeah. I personally, then that's why I'm not staying I've only here. ever had one threesome. You only have ever had one threesome? one threesome? Yeah. I guess that's better than never having one. With two girls or a two guy girl, and girl? Two girls. I could, Would you ever do the guy and a girl? No, two guys, is, it always seems just too rapey to me. <laughs> just always seems For the like, girl or just, you just feel like... The, the guys it just seems like a, it just seems rapey, you know. It just oh. seems like the dudes are in, more into each other than the, you know. Into each other. When you ever see it in porn, yeah. It's always, it's always like the dudes are all making like you know looking at each other, yeah. You know, it's like oh, that's that's just weird. I don't know. I'll admit it. I have had a threesome with two guys before, yeah. and it was wonderful. <laughs> like, I imagine it, it was. I didn't feel raped at all. For you. No, it's, no, to me it feels rapey. <laughs> I don't think they felt like they were being rapey. Yeah. But. They didn't high five then. Good. I know there wasn't right. any high five. I believe that's called the Eiffel Tower. Not when I was in the room. I yeah. believe that's what that's called when you high five <laughs> the two guys over over the girl's back and they high five. That's called the Eiffel Tower. Oh, it's so weird. And I believe it was Claire Claire Brasso that told me that uh, that it's called a spit roast. Yes, a spit roast. Yeah, I didn't know that term. Yeah, Claire. Spit roast. That. So you got one in the front and one in the back. back. Yeah. And you yeah. Know, it's kind of gross because then you're like, what am I a pig? But you're not. Yeah, you're a yeah. beautiful lady. That yeah. Unless they actually penises. turn you. Yeah. yeah. That would be. That would be hard. That would be impressive. That would be really impressive. They got turn and based you. Yeah. That would be really impressive. I can't. Oh, I don't think I should like be talking about this on the radio, but I I've had three sims as well and one I'm in only, a jacuzzi. Yeah, I'm only only one. You can do it this weekend. Chicago, Chicago, the only Chicago. Place. Chicago. And how did it happen? Uh, I was a girl I'd met in Madison on the road came down to Chicago to visit when we were on tour, and then and she brought and then, a friend. No, no, we were just oh. out uh, out uh, after the show. Met another girl. And, That's the best way to do it yeah. because. The problem with, like, if you get two girls that know each other is they're always going to... They know each other already, so they're not going to yeah. be as, like, uh, you know, I'll just do this. Yeah. I'm going to go for it. Yeah. I'm going to do things that I never would do. If you know that girl and you talked to her on the drive home, you might not. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. How did we get into threesome talking? I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> my tub. It's my threesome tub. It's your threesome tub. <laughs> okay, so you're on Twitter, Dave S. Foley. Yeah. Do you have any other things you need to plug? You want people to find you? You don't want people to find you. Not, not in Canada. Not in Canada. <laughs> don't, if you're in Canada, you're listening to this, don't find you. But if you're in America, yeah. Yeah. go to Los Angeles and find him and camp out on his front step. Yeah. He's, you like that, don't you? Yes, cool. it's very pleasant. <laughs> He's stalkers. <laughs> yeah. 
No, it's, I'm pretty easy to find. I live downtown, so everyone knows where I live. Yeah. At and least you, everyone downtown. You can if you go to downtown LA and ask pretty much anyone, uh, say, hey, do you know where Dave Foley lives? They go, oh, yeah, I know. Because <laughs> you walk down the street every yeah. day. Hello, yeah. everyone. Yeah, and I know, yeah you it's know everybody. It's a beautiful everybody. day. It's kind of like it's kind of like Mayberry downtown LA. Oh, okay, okay, so that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> All right, that was super fun. Thank you so much for sitting down right. with us. And uh, yeah. All right. All right. Uh, it was a great ending. I'm terrible at endings too. I know. I'm, I'm just wishing this were live so the ladies would know. But whatever. We'll talk about it on stage. <laughs> All right. That was the end of the. Uh, what was it? It was an awkward conversation between the two of them. They flowed right into the. Uh, a uh, threesome conversation. I, it's, it seemed pleasant. They were both giggling a lot. Well, you don't want there to be a lot of awkward sweats staring at each other if you're uh, doing a talking they, about threesomes. They were probably alone by themselves when they were. It's a, no. I think they were actually in. I think they were in. They recorded it in the club because I can kind of hear the jingling of uh, slot machines in the background. Because <laughs> they were they were at the Edmonton Casino. That was a couple months ago. Christoph asked uh, during while it was playing when when it actually uh, originally aired. Yeah, kinky. Yeah. Did you? Now, I miss you, Kathleen, if you're listening. Uh, yeah, no, I miss you too, Kathleen, if you are listening. And of course, I miss you too, Kathleen. Uh, but w- one of the things, uh, have you guys had experiences? Uh, we're going to get into threesomes, uh, not actually f- literally, but. Uh, <laughs> this is gonna, awkward because I'm chat. in a room with two men right now. I know. So. <laughs> but we're all, okay. com- we're all comfortable the idea of talking <laughs> about threesomes, but then uh, now we're actually starting them, and then we're getting off to a, a shaky start. <laughs> Oh, I'm cool talking about it. It's totally. Right. Have you been yeah. a part of one before? A part, yes. Uh, yeah, yeah. When I was in Montreal. Yeah. <laughs> well, happened. obviously Montreal. <laughs> yeah, Montreal. No, I. Um, Montreal. Montreal. Part for the course. Three. Yeah. No, there was one in Montreal, and and see, now I'm doing the thing you shouldn't do as a comedian. It's like, oh yeah, I've had a couple threesomes, and everyone's like, I'm never fucking going to see this guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, have they worked asshole. out okay? Was yeah, there like no, like the first one was um, I was I was just out of a relationship with a girl lived like next door right so like it happened but i i i used to say this on stage because it's true that like it was it happened every and everything happened it was all great and i like i think back and go i, I wish i'd take advantage of it more but i it is a little confusing because like i you're used to focusing on one person right so then it's like how does that work and then and then so once it was all over um and I I much preferred like just the the lying in bed like with two girls like that was okay. really, like, just kind of c- the cuddling you know just the because it is that's kind of that's really like sexy like the actual like sex with two people is impossible like unless you have some kind of weird bi- well, but bifurcated the... penis like you can't <laughs> actually do that like you so, came out of like a laboratory and yeah. somehow they split your one cock in half and so now you can. You do know, the, something like that. I think if it if it arose again, I would totally yeah be able to take advantage of it. And then you know, I did happen once again with a with a girlfriend in New Orleans. But the girl who was into it, I think she really just wanted to sleep with my girlfriend more. Yeah. So then when it came time to like you know uh, handling handling my uh, my my stuff, uh, she was just, she would do it, but she just wasn't that enthusiastic. Yeah. <laughs> she was just kind of like yeah, kind of like you know yeah, there it is, okay. And then and my girlfriend was even asking her like you know to to you know put it in her mouth and whatnot but uh she kind of oh. did but just like ha- like and there's nothing worse than like a girl like putting her cock in your mouth but like without any enthusiasm just kind of like all right just uh, like like dave a- what's that like no. I, what's that put well, it's a just gr- like a, I, I, okay. it's like she, it's like a like I no I, to do a popsicle popsicle analogy it'd be like you know popsicle but she wouldn't know what the flavor is so she was like trying it and then she was like nah, i don't even i don't like 
I don't like that. No, like, that's like that's like an unenthusiastic blowjob is not one that you even want to have happen. No, I'd rather that. I'd just, yeah. When it comes to sex, I think both parties or all parties should be uh, you know on board. On board. Yeah, no, I'm not, no, but, I'm but not you into even like because it's not that's not rape, but it's like it's 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 halfway between consensual sex and like yeah, I'm consenting, but I'd rather not. Well, like well, that's closer to rape than 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 not. Well, Dave Foley brought up. He found that he found that the two guy the where it was the two guy and the one girl. He found that kind of rapey and i would kind of my my issue with that in that sort of situation is if, if there's just one girl and two guys what happens if the one guy finishes first like is he allowed to get up and leave uh, and he like, goes home <laughs> he goes home immediately <laughs> in a running out sort of position he, he, he goes and gets the car started <laughs> and waits in the car yeah i never wondered but what seriously what's the etiquette christina what happens when one of the dudes finishes first christina Threes- Threes- i've never had a threesome Sex before so i don't know i have other questions about threesomes like do you what change your- the well do you change the condom from girl to girl or do you just like double dip I- oh if it was two girls do you yeah, uh, like if you were having sex with two girls, uh, this is me being so 2012 and like wondering, but uh, yeah, but would you change the condom from girl to girl or would you yeah, use it's, the same condom? It's a penis. And penis. can you like, can like STDs get transferred that way? I'm scared. Oh, I'm sure they well, can. Actually, the one, the one threesome with the unenthusiastic un- girl, uh, she, she actually uh, gave, gave my girlfriend a, a good old decent infection. Yeah. She was like, oh, no. Shut up. Just really? from my, just from my fingers too. Like just cause I, Jeez, yeah. Louise, so like careful much. kids, be careful out there because you it sounds like all yeah it's all fun and games until someone starts until somebody gets a yeast infection (laughs) yeah well see but that's the thing about i think it looks always great in movies but when if you're watching a porn on on if you're watching a threesome in a porn film when it's done it doesn't fade out in real life you're still there with you it's always like i don't approve the uh of the coming on the girl's face i don't because i always think that's <laughs> you don't i do not i do support. not i do not support that because then it's sort of like <laughs> you because you not support that because in the movies it fades out but then there's in real life there's no fading out and then you have this girl that you're supposedly going to be with for still a little bit longer it's, in the evening and then you're sort of like oh well it's great i, I feel like i have to, oh, i apologize about that you apologize no well, you just it's great rub it in it's good for the skin is it well i've heard that before too no it really it's it actually is though like really? all joking aside if you were like you know you really yeah just yeah or is this just something you're well, gonna say have, and then i'm gonna all... try it and then like oh he was tricking me <laughs> well depends. damn those boy comics they get me every time <laughs> you got pumped. believe everything they say you got jizz <laughs> or you got uh yeah. yeah if i have like a rash on my face in a couple of weeks <laughs> no there's some is well actually you could be not that i'm saying it. i have that plan <laughs> now i'm gonna go like hey who wants to come on my face next weekend i, I, I have a zit <laughs> talk about talk about getting <laughs> guys out to your show talk about like talk about getting more than 40 likes <laughs> <laughs> for a facebook comment uh what was the facebook comment that you got 40 likes about the uh the olympics oh, I being said, over? oh yeah I, well i just said oh the olympics are over uh, now women can go back to just competing with each other for no reason. Nice. Now, you know what? Actually, not, not, you know what that made me That's just think true. of? If you don't have any merch to sell, you could just be like, now if anyone would like to come on my face after the show, <laughs> I'm going to be available. $10 over the- <laughs> or best offer. <laughs> don't take best offer. You set your price. And you know what I think? I think uh, you could get more Two than $10. 2 for 15 <laughs> You're not selling hash. Don't. It's like, don't work it out. It's your face. You should cherish and, it. And every weekend you do that with Dave Martin, he will be standing by to be like, I don't. Support, yeah. That. <laughs> I'll be off that wall. No. I do 
do not put that money to that. a good cause at least. Don't throw it away on drinks and nachos. What? I'd have to have drinks and nachos after that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. This would be comfort food. Before well, that, maybe. Uh, at the at, on that note, uh, we should wrap things up for this week on uh, anything goes. Uh, next week we're going to be playing our Billy Cowan interview that was recorded a few months ago. Um, and uh, where will you be this uh, this weekend, Christina? Um, this weekend you can catch me at Ottawa Yuck Yucks on Preston Street, and the following weekend, the twenty fourth, twenty fifth. In Vancouver, I'll be at Vancouver Yuck Yucks hosting that show, and then it's the Comedy Awards on the 26th. Oh, yes! We're going to find out if we want a Comedy Award for uh, Anything Goes with uh, Darren Frost, Dave Martin, and friends. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Where can we find you, Christoph? Uh, you can find me at Son of a Davidson on Twitter. And uh, I'm doing some show in Muskoka on Thursday, but I don't know where it is. Oh, that's the, oh, the fun. that's Tyler Morrison's uh, Tyler's no, it, comedy. It's not. No, because it's oh, not. Shit. It's actually like a no, no. It's not a comedy show. It's like a benefit. Uh, the people are like singing and, and and doing music, and then I'm gonna go do five to seven. So awesome. We'll see how that goes. All right, very cool. Uh, so, anything else to uh, where? That's where people can find you is on yeah. Twitter, on Facebook, uh, Christina, uh, your Twitter At handle. Walking sauce. And uh, I am uh, able to be found at Dave Martin World, both on the internet and on uh, the uh, Twitter. And uh, yeah. I want to thank uh, Frank uh, Trachtenberg and uh, Victoria for uh, producing our show, putting it together, and making it sound great every week. And uh, until next time, thank you very much, everybody. And never respond to a police officer's question with, are you fucking serious? I support that. <laughs> uh, good night, everybody. And uh, thanks for listening. And we'll talk to you soon.